Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome to the Servants of Grace theology segment. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And on today's show, one of our listeners writes in, and they have a great question. And the question is, what should I do if I'm angry at God? Well, first and most obviously, there's a high-risk potential of sin in our lives when we're angry at God. In and of itself, anger isn't a sin. Even God feels anger. And yet, how we express that anger, though, whether we let it affect our lives and our faith, is often a matter of sin. Second, it builds an emotional wall between us and God, causing terrible feelings of isolation and the sense of being lost or forgotten by our Creator. As a result, we often fear coming to God in our anger. We're afraid He'll be angry at us or for being angry at Him. What if our anger is a symptom of being unsaved, we might ask, or what if God doesn't love us at all? These are terrifying questions to ask, but things we logically wonder as we wrestle with God. And so here's some things and ways in which to process anger. First, God knows you're angry. God knows everything, so he already knows that you're mad at God. You, you cannot keep secrets from God. This is a God who knows you, who sees you. He knows everything about you, so why try? Clear the air, be honest with the Lord, and realize that he desires to meet with you. Just look at the Psalms of the men in the book of Psalms, for example, and you can see this very clearly. Uh, you can see this in the Psalms with David downcast in the dumps and then pray, turning around and praising the Lord. Realize, second, that God is angry at evil, too. In our modern culture, we tend to fall into one or two errors. Either we imagine God is an all-loving, all-forgiving care bearer, or we fear he's a disinterested, faraway entity floating around in outer space. And yet, the God of the Bible is neither of these things. Psalm 711 says God is angry with the wicked every day. Jesus said it would be better for a person in Matthew 18.6 who causes one of these little ones to stumble to have a millstone tied around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea rather than face him on judgment day. We don't have a Care Bear God, but we, we don't have an apathetic God either. We have an involved, protective, passionate, faithful, loving God who is acquainted with grief. He defends his children and desires justice. And so it's okay to be angry at evil. It's okay to be angry that terrible things happen. The Lord understands. He's angry too. Third, realize that God listens even though we're sinful. If you are familiar with the story of Jonah, Jonah refused to obey God. He rebelled against God. He fled from God. He was angry at God. And yet, in spite of Jonah's complicated mess of emotions, the Lord was patient and faithful to Jonah. In fact, even when Jonah ran away from God, God sought Jonah. And when he lashed out, God reasoned with Jonah. You see, we don't have to be picture-perfect Christians for God to love us and to hear us. He hears us on account of the righteousness of God in Christ alone. Fourth, unpack your anger at God. Anger is a complex emotion, and it's often a reaction to feeling betrayed, abandoned, or even disappointed. 
you may not know exactly why you're angry at God or, or you may not. Either way, that's okay. Remember, God knows everything. Not only can you tell him that you're angry, but you can tell him why. And you can even tell him that you can't put your rage into words. You can ask the Lord to sort out all the sinful mess of your heart and rest assured that the Lord knows and understands. Fifth, it's okay to wrestle with God. Another favorite Bible story is Jacob. Jacob wrestles with God. Tormented by anxiety and fear, Jacob wandered off alone and he was camping in the desert. During the night, he approached, was approached by a stranger who attacked him. As they struggled in the dust and the darkness, Jacob realized that the stranger was God. It's an odd story, but it's very relatable. Often in the isolating darkness of our pain, we feel attacked by God. Maybe he's made choices we don't like. Maybe he hasn't answered our prayers the way we wanted. And yet God gets down in the dirt and the loneliness with us. He doesn't allow us to ignore him. He doesn't let us give him the silent treatment. Like Jacob, we wrestle with God. And yet if we cling to him as Jacob did and ask him to bless us, God will give us peace. Anytime we're angry, it can be hard to find words to express our pain. We might not know where to begin. We may fear saying the wrong thing to God. He can be kind of intimidating. Praying the Psalms, stringing to the verses that speak to our suffering can be a help in this way. In fact, have a look through the Psalms and see the honesty of the psalmist. See how the psalmist doesn't feel the need to present some cleaned up version of themselves to the Lord. The psalmists are honest. They're actually saying what's on their heart to the Lord. See if there is that anger. You can actually share it and just be honestly and say, here's where I'm at, Lord. But get to the solution. Because being angry is not a place you want to stay. And to do that, take a look at Habakkuk. Habakkuk starts in the first four verses with Habakkuk being basically angry at God. And because he's angry at God, because God doesn't seem to be doing what Habakkuk knows he really ought to be doing, and that's where the anger always comes. You're angry at God because you think, God, you abandoned me. You're not looking after me like you promised to. You don't care about me, Lord. And so you're not angry because you don't think he's able. You're thinking he's able and he can't be bothered to help me. Something along those lines. And that's exactly what Habakkuk was going through. Habakkuk knew he was sure that God would be blessing Judah and making sure that Judah is righteous and keeping the law. And it's not. And everything is falling apart. And the Lord says in verse 5 of Habakkuk, look among the nations and see I am doing something in your day that you would not believe if you were told. And it's very empathetic. Be astonished. You see, what the Lord was doing in Habakkuk's day was he was going to do something wonderful through something unthinkable. He was going to bring blessing to the whole world through the unthinkable option. Judah was going to be destroyed. But because Judah would be destroyed, the blessing of knowing the Lord would spread to all the nations. And so Habakkuk too, the glory of the Lord would fill the earth. And so what Habakkuk learns is that the Lord works through his wonders and he does and will do wonderful things and he will be absolutely loyal to what he's always promised to do. But he will often work through very strange and unthinkable ways and what he requires of us is something different to what we normally want. See, we want to understand why, Lord, help me understand right now what I'm going through so that I know. And the Lord says to Habakkuk and Habakkuk too, no, you won't understand. You just can't wrap your head around everything I'm going to do in the world and in your life. 
Habakkuk 2, 4 says, The righteous will not live by understanding, but by faith. The Lord does the unthinkable. He does wonderful things. We cannot understand why he allows us to go through what we're going through. And yet, if you're angry at the Lord today, it's because you want to understand right now why he's doing what he's doing and why you're going through what you are. But the Lord says in Habakkuk, the righteous will live by faith. And what Habakkuk learns from that lesson, and you see this in Habakkuk 3, is he begins to rejoice in the Lord. And you notice that. He he starts to focus on the Lord. He takes his eyes off of himself, off his situations, and he looks to the Lord. And he talks about the Lord's coming in judgment in such positive, joyful terms. He begins to say, oh, the Lord comes from Timon with the thousands, with bright lightning from heaven. And he speaks with such joy at what have been in this terrible notion to him because he sees through that judgment. Evil will be destroyed and the glory of the Lord will fill the earth. And he's ending chapter 3 with pure praise when he says, Though the vine doesn't bud, though the crops all fail, I shall rejoice in the Lord my God. Habakkuk learns to walk by faith, to understand the Lord is faithful. The Lord is good, but we don't always understand the ways of the Lord. And therefore, rather than being angry because we want to understand, if you live by faith in how he's revealed his character to be, then you can replace your anger for Habakkuk's faithful joy, even when life is almost impossibly difficult. Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.